Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Welcome to Mind, Body, and Business, a podcast that explores topics, perspectives, and actionable insight for a strong mind and healthy body, along with empowering conversations to help you handle your business. I am your MBB pod bestie here to navigate you through this episode's conversation. I am a certified personal trainer, fitness nutrition coach. I have helped over 3,000 women nationwide lose weight naturally. So I just take my experience, my expertise, and personal fitness journey as a mom of four who has gone through some weight loss transformations myself. My goal with every episode is to make you feel more enlightened, more empowered than you did when you started listening. I am your host, Maria Moore. And in this episode, we're going to be talking about why 95% of diets fail. Yes, and you have probably tried one or all of them that may have produced some results for you. But then about two months later, three months later, two years later, uh, you find yourself right back at the starting point. So I'm going to reveal some things you probably didn't know about dieting. And I'm also going to reveal why you should stop dieting. OMG. It's going to be a really good conversation. I also have a great email from one of our listeners for my Tell Me More segment. She is 51 years old and sexy as she want to be because we are sexy at every stage and at every size. But she wants to make some improvements with her health on the inside and out. And she's worried that she may be too old to achieve results. So I am excited about debunking some myths associated with age, weight loss and gaining muscle. Make sure you listen all the way through the end for that conversation. But first, how about a mind, body and business check in? Now, if you follow me on social media and you are listening to this like in real time, maybe not a couple of weeks or a couple of months later, you may have noticed that I was recently on the Tom Joyner Fantastic Voyage Cruise. And if you're listening to it, you know, two months, three months, six months or a year down the line, this is still a really good conversation. Um, Being on that cruise was a very surreal moment. I remember almost 20 years ago when I was an aspiring radio personality and I I wanted to be where I am today, but I was still trying to figure it out. And I was on that cruise as a passenger and also as a musician, if you will. So I played the conga drums and I was featured on an album by the Fat Cat Players, had a really big single called Sundress in the early 2000s. And I had the opportunity to come on the cruise as a performer. But during that time, I was in my early 20s and I was still trying to get into radio. Well, fast forward to today, I've been on radio stations in multiple major markets. I'm on a syndicated morning show in nearly 100 cities nationwide. I have one of the top rated podcasts in the country. And here I am on the cruise representing that podcast and teaching a fitness class uh, around a bunch of celebrities and just feel good vibes all around. And, you know, I was on the cruise and people knew who I was and it was just so crazy. And it made me think about uh, where I was the first time I was on the cruise and how blessed I am and how amazing my journey has been during that cruise. 
I had the opportunity to do a live recording of the Mind, Body, and Business podcast. And I have an episode coming up, a special episode with Sybil Wilkes. Now, she is a radio icon uh, for most black women, young black women in radio. Um, I don't consider myself young, but I was young when uh, Sybil was first on the Tom Joyner Morning Show. In fact, I was listening to Sybil riding on the school bus. I remember the bus driver telling all of the kids on the bus to be quiet so she could hear the whole time during the morning show. And Sybil has always been one of the standards, one of the prototypes for me, not just for tight breaks. And she has a great voice and she has a great perspective, uh, but just how she handled herself as a woman, um, her professionalism in the business. And so um, it was a very full circle moment to be able to interview her. And again, um, for her to even know who I was, the specifics of who I was and to remember me from back in the day. So it was very humbling to have that conversation with her. Uh, One part of the conversation with her that really stood out to me, she was recalling her 25 plus years with the Tom Joyner Morning Show and some of her most memorable moments. And as she was reflecting on all of the things that the Tom Joyner Morning Show achieved as a team and talking about Tom Joyner's leadership and his impact on her life, the most cherished moments that she pointed out had to do with service to the community, Uh, monumental moments that contributed to civil rights for black people, um, getting folks to the doctor making people more aware of resources that benefit communities, underserved communities across the country. Um, And it's very interesting because when I first got into radio, uh, I'm not going to lie, I was initially thinking, oh, man, I get to interview celebrities and I get VIP access to parties. And, you know, you get caught up in the hype and the lifestyle and what you perceive the position to be. Uh, but over the years, I have embraced that same mindset as Sybil uh, to be a servant and how much of a privilege it is to talk to people every day and to say things that impact their lives in a positive way and to move our communities in a positive direction. And um, it was a really profound moment. So um, as we start off this podcast with the Mind, Body and Business check-in, for my mind, I am going to follow Sybil's example. I'm really looking internally at who I am and what I want my legacy to be and to make sure that my actions are aligned with that desire. Uh, And I'm also working on being present. You know, sometimes we are so focused on the future that we fail to be in the moment. And, you know, I'm 45 years old on the day of this recording. I am in good health. I have a wonderful family. There are some things that I would like to enhance in my life, but I am blessed right here where I am. And I hope that as you're listening to this, at this very moment, you're able to reflect on your blessings. Um, Even if your life isn't perfect and things aren't ideal, if you're having financial problems, if your health isn't exactly where you want it to be, you're listening right now um, and you queued up this podcast, obviously, or maybe you were nosy uh, or maybe you knew that it had something positive to contribute to your life, a message specifically tailored for where you are right now. And I'm hoping that we're making that connection right now, that you are present and inside of the moment and you're thinking about what 
What do I want my legacy to be? How can I look beyond the title, the status, the money, the accolades, and really align my actions with my purpose? How I want to feel in life, my happiness, my joy, even if it doesn't make you a lot of money, even if it isn't the popular thing to do, honoring the thing that makes you happy and the things that bring you joy and bring out the best parts of you. That is your responsibility and that is your purpose here. I hope you see that. I hope you recognize that. And I hope just sharing this story about Sybil encourages you as much as it encouraged me. So that is my mind, body and business check in. Not all three pillars of the podcast this week, but I am mentally focused and I am emotionally locked in. So what are you doing for your mind, body, and business, or one of three, two of three, all three? Make sure you're checking in once a week because you don't want to go too long without making sure that you are progressing in the right direction. Um, If you need to make adjustments or you need to make enhancements because you are killing it, it's always great to check in with yourself. So, uh, of course, you know, I love to hear from you. You can post a comment or send me a DM on social media at MBBpod on Instagram. All right, let's jump into this episode's topic, diets. Have you ever tried one or two or three or 10? And maybe you got great results at the very beginning. Oh, yeah, you was over there juicing. You was over there wrapping your body like a mummy. You was over there eating salads. You were eating for your blood type. Come on, I'm talking about somebody listening right now. Uh, And you tried all of these things. Maybe you got great results first couple of weeks, first couple of months. And you're like, oh, my gosh, my body has changed so much. I'm so excited. Then a couple of months or maybe even a year later, you're right back at ground zero, right back where you started. And this has been a dilemma for many of my clients. Come to me at the beginning, get great results. And then a couple of months or sometimes a couple of years later, they come back and they have regained all of the weight that they lost. Now, initially, I used to think, well, you have the tools, you know what to eat, you know what to do, you've achieved success on this program before, so go back and just do it again. Uh, And they would attempt to do it again and would just have a really hard time, wouldn't be able to get through it with the ease that they did the first time around. And this has been a dilemma for me for a while as a fitness coach, as a business owner who wants all of my clients to have a positive experience. So I've been doing a lot of research on diets and why they don't work. And I don't like to call my program a diet. I don't like to say a diet is included in the program. It's a lifestyle change. It's a way of eating that's aligned with your goals. Uh, But I have to admit that sometimes it's not always sustainable. And oftentimes the approach doesn't fit for everybody. Your ability to stick to a plan varies based on where you are in life, how you are feeling emotionally, your financial resources. So I'm going to be talking about all of that inside of this conversation and really going through the evidence as to why most diets, 95% of people who do a diet end up right back at their starting point. So there's only been a 5% success rate according to this latest study. And I want to dissect that and introduce a new way of thinking when it comes to a lifestyle change and a sustainable way of living to support your fitness goals. Now, let me start with this um, excerpt from the Metabolic Research Center. It says, according to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, CDC, obesity is 
a serious situation in the United States. We know this uh, by what we see all around us, by um, how many uh, people are getting on prescription medication for type 2 diabetes. It goes on to say Americans are collectively paying billions for weight loss programs with only a 5% success rate for permanent weight loss. So like I was previously saying, you know, you get great results and then you're right back at square one. Losing weight causes the body to signal that there is an energy shortage, which activates a region of the brain associated with motivation and desire. So basically, when you are working at an energy deficit and when I say energy, I'm talking about food. Um, and maybe on top of that, you're exercising because you're trying to be aggressive. Your brain is like, hold on, what's going on? This doesn't feel right. And that affects your motivation and your desire to sustain that type of eating style, that type of physical activity. And looking deeper, this signal to your body, specifically to your brain, does not work as a trigger in areas that promote self-control. So we hear this oftentimes, lots of deprivation, low carb, and then when you finally get your treat meal, you go overboard and erase all of the progress. It goes on to say that bad habits with food do not have to sabotage your weight loss efforts. Instead, you can overturn them by using the power of your mind to resist food cravings and eliminate the problem you have with food addictions. Now, some of this is self-control, changing your perspective. Um, allowing yourself to go at a slower pace. And then for some people, it involves seeing a therapist, seeing a professional to determine additional steps outside of adjusting your diet and maybe your sleep schedule and how you're exercising, something deeper that may be going on emotionally that is causing you to turn to food for comfort. Now, it's important for you to find ways of replacing feelings of sadness, emptiness, loneliness, boredom, or even anger instead of turning to that candy bar or those potato chips, turning to nutrient-packed foods that support becoming whole and healthy. But isn't that so much easier said than done? So the million-dollar question is, why is it so hard to keep weight off after successful completion of a diet? After doing the right thing for so many months and you're trying to figure out how do I sustain this? Why is it so hard to maintain and continue your progress and not revert back to your old ways? First thing that I want to point out, um, and I'll use the analogy of a plane ride. The most challenging parts of a plane ride are the takeoff and the landing. It's intense. The airplane is going really fast. You have to buckle your seatbelt. I mean, you feel your body pressing back into the seat. Um, and it's really important that, you know, those tray tables are locked in. Your seat is in the upright position. You've heard it all. There's a lot of safety measures during the takeoff. And when you think about starting something new, that is your takeoff. In the beginning, you need to understand that it's going to be challenging. It's going to be different. It's something that may make you feel like you need to buckle your seatbelt because the change is kind of like shocking. But we know that with a plane ride, once the plane is up in the air and it gets to the right altitude and it starts coasting, you barely know you're in the air. You can get up and walk around, use the bathroom, grab something from the overhead bin, um, have a comfortable conversation without feeling, you know, the pressure of that takeoff because the plane has stabilized itself. And so that's where we want to get as we are adjusting to a lifestyle change. Yes, it may be rocky at the beginning, even if you start at a slow pace, because it's change. It's just something different that you're adjusting to. 
So expect it to be a little bit challenging. But once you find your rhythm, it's like cruising at a good altitude. Now, let's talk about the landing. The landing is a very tricky part of the flight, right? Got to put that seatbelt back on. A lot of intensity, and we feel it when the plane is landing. And when I think about the plane landing, I think about that as the maintenance phase. Once you achieve the results, it's like, now what? Because you have to determine how to manage the changes that you made and to embrace them as a new standard. But you know what the real aha moment is? The diet that you started was never realistic in the first place. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. It's like you you were not going to keep it going. You know, you had that motivation during that time again. Maybe it was a vacation. Maybe it was your birthday. Maybe you just broke up with someone and you're working on your revenge body. But, you know, our salads all day sustainable is only drinking water, never having a slice of cake, never having a cookie, never having a slice of pizza. Is that sustainable for you? Now, there are some folks that will eat healthy. I mean, they will eat the grass out the ground and drink water. They will eat everything healthy, raw vegetables, raw fruit. They are good. But those people, it took time. You know, it took the development of a lifestyle or it may have been habits that their parents instilled in them when they were very young. So they never really struggled with sugar addictions and things of that nature. So the most important thing is to know who you are and what you need and to not overestimate um, your willpower. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. The mindset required to achieve the goal using the strategy that you're pursuing. Um, I came across an article by Katie Chapman. She's a registered dietitian and public speaker, and she gave a list of questions to ask yourself before starting a diet. I want you to write these down. So grab something real quick or come back to this segment of this podcast episode and write down these questions the next time you're looking at starting a diet. One question is, is the diet sustainable? Um, If so, for how long? And after that, what's likely to happen? Another question here is, have you tried something like this before? If so, how did it go? What went well and what was difficult? Now, these series of questions really stood out to me because it makes me think again about the women in my program who achieved great results 
and ending up reverting back to the size they were prior to doing the program. And this is why I think it's so good to journal and to take notes because we do have these bursts of motivation that happen in life. I've had it, you know, super motivated to learn how to dance salsa, super motivated to learn how to speak Spanish, super motivated to start my business. I've shared in this podcast how I went really hard one month, made a lot of money and burnt myself out. I haven't even gotten close to that number of sales that I achieved in that month because it just tore me up. It was not sustainable. But then I found a strategy that was sustainable that helped me um, get to a consistent sales number. I didn't make as much, but I was able to be consistent. So you have to go through and ask yourself these questions. Uh, Many people go back and reference old versions of themselves when they tried diets and they said, well, this worked. Let me try it again. But maybe the circumstances in your life are different. Your motivation is affected by things that are beyond your control. So ask yourself uh, if you tried something before, how did it go? What went well and what was difficult? And can that be applied to where you are right now in life? Here's another question. Are there some foods that could be adjusted instead of eliminated? I love this one. So often when we start our journey to transforming our bodies, our mind automatically goes to what we can't have. You know, I can't have pizza. I can't have French fries. I can't have ice cream. One thing that I have my clients focus on is to think about, dwell on the things that you can eat and how delicious they are. There are some very delicious nutrient-dense food options out there. But um, if you don't find something that you actually enjoy, it's going to be hard to stick to it. So are there some foods that could be adjusted instead of eliminated? As you are adding in those nutrient-dense foods, can you have pizza but less frequently? Can you reduce the portion sizes of the foods that you enjoy? Does it have to be an all or nothing? No, absolutely not. I've seen people achieve great results operating in moderation. Here's another question. How different is this from what you're currently doing? It could be that you simply make tweaks to what you're currently doing and start to see results that way. Will switching up your way of eating feel jarring? Is it going to be hard to sustain? I think that that is the number one question. If you are starting something, say that you tried that meal plan, that dieting strategy, and it went really well, and then everything crashed and burned, why would you do it all over again? Why would you do something that you know has failed? Why not step outside of the box and try something different? Just see what happens. I think we get so afraid of things Um, that we don't even have data on. You don't know what's going to happen if you have two treat meals per week. You know, you don't know what's going to happen if you try a different type of fitness class instead of that high intensity one that so many people are recommending that you have to do to get results. Try things, explore. That's really important. And here's the last question. Could you practice curiosity and take pauses during the diet to evaluate the approach? Now, The standard way of thinking is, if this is a six-week program, I need to do all six weeks. No. How about you do two weeks and you say, well, how does this feel? Do I like it? Is it jarring? Is it difficult for me to stick with? Do I feel like I'm in a space of too much deprivation? Are there some things that I enjoy about it? And do I like these results? Can I scale back on the restrictions and incorporate some of the foods that I enjoy? Yes, you can remix an existing plan and tailor it to who you are and what you need, you sure can. 
And then there are several concepts that can help reframe the way we think about diets, food and weight, because, you know, the body follows the mind. I tell the women I coach this all the time when we're exercising and, you know, they feel like they're getting tired. They can't get to that last set. I say the body follows the mind. Tell yourself, yes, I'm strong enough. I can do this. The finish line is calling my name. Three more reps. I got this. And you need to talk to yourself when it comes to the way that you eat and your overall belief that you can achieve the goal that you're working towards. So let's start with this. Diets don't work. Diets don't work. They're a short term answer, but not something that is going to be helpful in the long run. Uh, Another mind shift is that food is fuel. It is not the enemy. It is not going to make you fat. It provides you with energy from the cellular level to your organs. I mean, everything working inside of your body relies on energy, the energy that you get from food. So stop being afraid of eating a sweet potato because it has carbs in it. You know, stop being afraid of enjoying a milkshake every now and then. And speaking of moderation, all foods in moderation can be part of a healthy meal plan. Um, Also, if weight loss is as simple as calories in, calories out, then why do dieters regain the weight they lost within two years? This is data. There are studies that back this. There are outdated approaches. And it's true based off of science, calories in versus calories out, but there's so many other things that go to it. Motivation, being dialed in, becoming bored with the approach, really having a plan that's tailored to who you are and what you need. Um, Going back to that point again, if a physician told you that a treatment has a 95% failure rate, what do you want that treatment? Do you want to stay in that cycle or do you want to get out of it permanently? Um, 80% of your weight and shape is genetic. That's really important to keep in mind, especially if you're one of those people who's on social media, you're looking at other women and that woman might say, well, I'm drinking this, I'm eating this. These are the days I exercise. And you're like, I'm going to do that too. But unfortunately, you don't get the same results. Your body is not turning out how her body has turned out. Body types vary and results vary. And genetics play a huge role in that. Exercise may not be very effective for weight loss. You know what they say, you lose weight in the kitchen. But think of fitness as an important way to be healthy and to maintain longevity. Exercise is worth prioritizing because it is improving your body from the inside out. So as you are going through that list of questions, considering a way of eating, a new approach, ask yourself those questions before you get started and then embrace these mind shifts. Diets don't work. Food is fuel. All foods in moderation can be part of a healthy meal plan. Stop going back and redoing the thing that didn't work out for you in the first place and show yourself some grace. Would you rather lose weight really quickly within 30 days only to gain it back? Or is it better to pace yourself over a period of three to four months? Develop habits that support staying in shape and getting off of the weight loss roller coaster. Having foods that may not be at the top of the nutrient dense list, but including them in moderation without the guilt. You can have all of these things and you can achieve those same results that you got in 30 days doing that restrictive extreme diet. You can get those same results over three to four months and maintain way easier because you have taken a more realistic approach. So let's remove the concept 
of dieting, of these short-term quick fixes. There's a very powerful quote that says, shortcuts lead to dead ends because you're always gonna have to go back and do the steps that you tried to skip. So know that you are worth it. Be patient with yourself. Find your tempo. Be open-minded about your approach and ditch the idea of dieting. Now, I promise you, I'm not only speaking to you, I'm also talking to myself because um, as I am saying these things and I'm reading this research, um, I find myself trapped in cycles every now and then of, okay, I know I'm about to go out of town. I'm about to take these pictures. It's time to tighten up, Maria. And I do those extreme things and I get the results. And then uh, it's like, okay, well, now what? So even as a personal trainer, I struggle with those things. So I'm not only speaking to you, I'm speaking to myself. Ditch the dieting and embrace a more realistic approach to living a healthy lifestyle. Let's do this together. Now, let me move on to today's Tell Me More question. If you're new to the podcast, Tell Me More is your opportunity to send your questions to me. Hey, Maria, I have a question about natural weight loss. I have a question about these resistance bands that I see everybody using in the gym. I have a question about starting my business and balancing what I need to do in my household versus my business. So anything related to mind, body, and business, I got you. You can send your question to me via DM at MBB pod on Instagram. So today's question comes from Jeanette. She says, I'm 51. And with the exception of walking around my neighborhood every now and then I haven't exercised in years. My diet isn't the best either. Is it too late for me to lose weight? Girl, you know, my answer. Absolutely not. It is not too late for you to lose weight. I share this very often in this podcast. I purposely follow Um, the accounts of women who are much older than me. I'm talking 10, 20, sometimes 30 years older than me. And they are in great shape. I'm talking doing yoga, lifting heavy weights, just uh, running full of life and in great physical condition. And there is this myth that you can't get in shape because of age. And I see that excuse often. I'm sorry, I'm going to call it an excuse. Because age really doesn't have anything to do with it. There was a recent study that showed that your activity level, not necessarily your age, determines how you gain weight. So if you become sedentary as you age, you're going to hold on to that weight. So the key here is for you to stay active as you age. And once you start getting in that middle age category, I really want you to understand, Jeanette, that it's so important for you to eat protein and lift weights. Because as we age, we need to do our best to maintain muscle mass. And the more muscle you have, the more fat you burn. Your muscle mass increases your basal metabolic rate. That is your body's ability to burn fat even while you're resting. So don't be afraid to lift weights, to work against resistance, even if that means you're in the pool, and to make sure that you have protein with every meal. Now, if you are new to exercise, you can start with just body weight. You can use some resistance bands. You can use a chair, standing up and sitting down. That's what we call a seated squat. You can modify a whole lot of exercises to get your muscles engaged. But the key is to stay consistent and to also make sure that you're feeding your muscles. That's why getting that protein in with every meal is key. So as you're eating breakfast, I'm talking about uh, a lean protein. I love uh, scrambled egg whites. I love my smoked salmon in the morning. I love healthy fats like sliced avocados um, in the afternoon. One of my favorite meals is what I call a macro bowl. So it's a balance of healthy fats, 
protein and complex carbohydrates, some whole grain rice, sweet potatoes, baked fish, grilled asparagus, any kind of cruciferous vegetable uh, is really good. And, you know, for dinner, you can do a salad. There's so many ways to remix a salad and to add lean protein. But to make sure that you're having a consistent source of protein throughout the day and that you are lifting weights. But no, Jeanette, it is not too late for you to lose weight. Do some exploring. Try a fitness class. Pull up a YouTube video. Commit to engaging your muscles and getting more active than what you're already doing. And I'm sure once you commit and stay consistent, you'll see great results. But to answer your question, no, it is absolutely not too late for you. Again, if you have a question that you want included in this podcast, hit me up at Pod on Instagram. Shoot me that DM and you may hear your question in the next podcast episode. Man, time flies. That's a wrap for this episode of Mind, Body, and Business. But guess what? You can stay connected whenever you'd like on Instagram at MBBPod. We're also on Facebook at MBBPod. All right, keep in mind on Apple Podcasts, could you please submit a rating or review? That would be really awesome. It helps this podcast with engagement and gets us featured on the fitness tab in Apple Podcasts so that more people can be exposed to these wonderful guests and messages in the Mind, Body, and Business Podcast. Remember, new episodes drop every Wednesday evening, plus you can stay connected connected at MBB pod on Instagram and Facebook. As always, I enjoyed this time with you. Truly appreciate your ear and look forward to another empowering conversation on the next episode. Until then, take care.